What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? This is John and Kevin's Big Stupid Podcast. I'm Kevin. And I'm John. And today, ladies and gentlemen, in studio. Ooh, in studio, huh? In studio. Got a guest. We have a guest. We've we've gotten away from doing the guest thing um, in the past few episodes, but we're going to start to bring it back because we like to switch it up a little bit. Yeah, we we always get mixed reviews where some people love when we have guests, some people don't. You know, I know Steve likes it when it's just us but, yeah. but sorry steve but um you That's know everything we, steve wants to do yeah but you know a lot of people a lot of people do like our guest shows so yeah. we're gonna you know mix those in mm-hmm. all right and so uh without further ado let's introduce our uh guest today our guest today is alex cedric okay he's a comedian would, uh, would you be called a local comedian like from this area yeah yeah so i uh grew up in lynnhurst i live in hoboken now oh. my parents actually were born and raised in Kearney, um okay. so i got a lot of local connections to the area i feel like there's a lot of pressure now that i have to bring the thunder you know the, the <laughs> magic that, that holy holy shit all the future guests ride on my shoulders whether <laughs> the audience likes me or not it's yep. determinant on who else is coming so <laughs> uh so yeah um John, John was like, "Oh yeah, we got we got a comedian to come on our show." I was like, "Oh, this is this is awesome." So, because um, you know we we've had uh, we've had um, Owen, yeah, Owen Bonus on, um, so so he was pretty cool. I was like, I was looking forward to having another comedian on. So when he said this, I was like, "Yeah, let's let's get him on." So I want I just want to get the background of on how we basically came about getting you on the show. Sure. So I'll tell my version and then I'll, yeah, say, I'll, I'll jump in. And... Yeah. So I get an email from my dad on Saturday and I was out at a party and he's like, Oh, first of all, you'll never believe who I ran into. I said, who? He goes, Oh, I ran into your childhood friend. Uh, and I said, Oh, that's awesome. Where'd you see him? Oh, at the Carney Elks. He's pledging to become a member. Oh, okay. I said, Oh, that's, that's awesome. That's great. And I thought that was the end of the conversation. And then he goes, oh, also, by the way, you're doing this podcast. <laughs> I, I don't want to hear no for an answer. This is a really big opportunity for you, Alex. I said, okay, what, what is... Wow. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I fucking lied to you. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, big, big yeah. opportunity. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Our tens of listeners are going to fucking die. Jesus Christ. <laughs> You know, he's, he's one hell of an agent. I'm here. So. Great. I'm here. Um, that worked. Yeah, so so he emailed me, and he said, all right, you know, here's the contact. So I emailed John, and we spoke, uh, you know, and then this was almost aborted. We all almost didn't have it <laughs> oh, tonight. God. So, yeah, you know, uh, but family gets in the way sometimes. Yeah, it's, you know, if anybody that listens to our show, they do know that family does get in the way sometimes yes. and, yeah. uh, you know, it's just it's just part of it. Well, yeah. one, of the things that, one of the things that we said um, to – to when we started the show was you know john and i we've known each other since we're like seven years old since we're like yay high yeah um and as time went on we he got he got a job i got a job he got a family i got a family he he moved i moved and now we we don't really get to see each other as often as we do we don't get to hang out as often as we as we used to um but every once in a while like we i mean it's not like we lost touch but we just you know um, yeah, life life got in the way. Yeah. So yeah. so you know you would come over for Super Bowl, Super Bowl, and <laughs> I'd have to go to all of his kids' parties. Yeah. 
So he has about 40 kids. Yeah. So I, there's a birthday every fucking weekend that I had to go to. So, oh, by the way, Kevin's coming up. Of course it is. I, you know, and that's on one of our shows awesome. too. We yeah. did a kid's birthday party, oh, you know, cool. kid's birthday party yeah, show. Yeah. And mainly all about him because my parties are in the backyard and we just fucking drink <laughs> and, and sit around in the pool. But, but, but the thing is, is that I, I just came up with this idea because I was like, I listen to Rogan. I listen yeah. to Kevin Smith. I listen to Chris Hardwick. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, these things are awesome. Like, uh-huh. And I, I just love the, I love the way that they do it or whatever. And I just felt like, and I, I've, I've been dying to get like creative. Yeah. You know? And I, I said, there's got to be something that that I can do. And I, I said to him, I was like, we should start a podcast just talking about all the crazy shit that we used to do. Yeah. And now we're like old broken men, and you know, <laughs> who were married and you know whatever. <laughs> So he was like, yeah, yeah, that's a great idea. So we started doing it. And as, as we started doing it, we realized like that this brought us so much closer together yeah. oh, that's awesome. because now we see each other every week. Yeah. And what we do is remember we said, well, we got some in the can that we're waiting yeah. to, to release. What we do is we try to record maybe like two or three every time we come here. Yeah. Um, this way, if life gets in the way, we have, we have that, you know, we have that backup week yeah. where we oh, can awesome. just, just plug it in. So yeah, and, and it's also funny when he says he can't come. I'm like, oh, yeah. <laughs> I was like, I was like, well, going yeah. to bed at nine o'clock. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's like, yeah, so oh, like full like night sleep. Nine oh, o'clock and sober. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah nine o'clock and sober. <laughs> that should be the name of the show. Yeah, that's <laughs> that the name. There you go. Yeah, but my uh, so similar. My brother and I, so we live together. And so, not that we live, ever live or lived lived together. Okay. Yeah. So, not that we ever really drifted apart, but mm-hmm. uh, we had the exact opposite experience. It us living together drove us oh, apart. Oh God! No, I'm kidding. He's he's literally uh, one of my best friends. We we have a That's blast, awesome. But yeah. See, it's funny. I I, I uh, growing up, I had a sister. Yeah. And wait, um, which, which one are you talking about? Jane. Oh, Jane. Yeah. The one, the one that I kissed. A, a, a legend. What? Yes. A le- oh yeah. yeah. And this your is, best friend still? This is. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. This is. Uh, this has been. Uh, Wait. So is she older than you? She's older than me. Okay. So oh, this yeah. has been going on. I like the older. So <laughs> he's been claiming that this happened through the be- through the, almost the entire eighty some episodes. Yeah. And ninety three. It's still not confirmed. Is she gonna be the next guest? I well, can't oh, we're getting wait. her on. Yeah, we're getting her on. Like, are you gonna do this as like a, a cop style and get like a, a light? Just oh yeah, flashed at <laughs> yeah. her. That you know, light only, the one that's right <laughs> above your head. All the lights are off. And where were you in 1987? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where was the Halloween? Yeah. So, so we we uh we didn't get along ever. Yeah. Until she moved to Maryland and I moved to Ohio. <laughs> and then finally we started getting along and now yeah. we're actually pretty cool oh, nowadays you know yeah. so it took us we had to get that growing up shit yeah. out of the way yeah and yeah. now we actually have a pretty good relationship yeah. so technically so is, your kiss nice. brought them together exactly <laughs> you know those magic lips of yours apparently <laughs> i was gonna say something else but it was just a kiss <laughs> it's not the golden cock <laughs> John John likes to say that I have a golden cock. I've never said that. <laughs> oh, but you did. But what have I said that? I've never said that. You said that in your living room when we <laughs> we were talking about all the like ex girlfriends that like wouldn't leave me alone. Okay. And you're oh, like you're like you must have a golden cock. <laughs> Why the fuck you know, yeah, they, he, they he, keep he, coming he, back? He has these girls that they break up and they're like psychos afterwards. Yeah. I'm like, what the fuck is wrong with you? I, I remember that now. <laughs> <laughs> our, on my our fortieth birthday party, 
30th birthday party. Yeah. <laughs> 40th birthday party was, that was with my wife. Um, 30th, <laughs> 30th birthday party. We uh, we had this huge bash, mm-hmm. and like three three of my ex girlfriends showed up. Like just showed up. How do they know about it? He invited them. Yeah. Oh, you know, these people that I invited <laughs> showed up. Oh my god, how crazy is tonight? Am I right? <laughs> oh, uh, no, no. But I was. Hey, I was since we're here, yeah, yeah, might yeah. as well. Uh, no, 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 no. Let's 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 back up. Let's back up. I was friends with Nancy. Yes. All right. At the time, so I invited her. Susie was in the friggin' circle of trust, so she just happened to be a part of everything. <laughs> and then Susie surprises with Serena, who technically wasn't a girlfriend, but she. Well, yeah. Oh, and then, then the girl. Is there a way you can pause this? Because I, I want to say then something. There was a girl, gonna... <laughs> then there was a girl I was actually dating at the time, Liz. All right, we're back now. We're all good. <laughs> all right, good. <laughs> Are we alive? We're live. We're, we're, we're right. live. Oh man! All right, so yeah, we we took a little pause to talk about my. We we we, we couldn't talk about it. We 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 couldn't talk about it. But anyway, All right, so um, yeah, moving on. All right, just so let's move on to our, so, our guest. You know, oh, yes. we talked about ourselves for about twenty minutes now. So let's. All right, so oh, so what about you? How did how did you set how did you set this up? How did you hear about this? Uh, so I was at the Elks since I'm a member of the Elks, and we had one of the initiate. It's basically the same story. Same story. It, yeah. it was the initiation. And I was at the bar. <laughs> the initiation. Get your son. <laughs> <laughs> so if, if you can do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're in. <laughs> it, it was at the new member ceremony. And I was at the bar getting a drink. Of course. Of course. Uh, what else is new? And I over. I was talking to Mr. Brooks. Yep. And Big daddy. Yeah. Oh, he's the best. Oh, he's he's one of He's one of the nicest guys. Yeah, he's great. And someone came over and I overheard, my son's a comedian or my son does comedy. And I'm like... Who's that? <laughs> right? And, and, you know, he told me, and he goes, well, I go, well, listen, I do a podcast, so why don't we have him on our show? So I'm yeah. like, I'll like, I'll give you my email and my phone number, you know, and all that stuff, and then we'll, you know, try to hook up. Yeah. So then I check my email, you emailed me, yeah. I'm like, all right, let's do this. Yeah. So, yeah, you so know, that's basically the same story. Expose him to our tens of listeners, and, you know, his, his career yeah. is just going to rocket. His yeah. is going to rocket, ours is going to fall. Yeah, I mean, it'll it'll double the audience that I have at bar shows, so <laughs> usually get five people there, so now I'll get ten. Hey, hey there we go. There you go. There we go. That's 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 all we ask for, yeah. little, little by little, but little by little, yep. exactly. you know, the more people you connect yep. with, the more people you know, yep. you know, and I think that's like, you know, the best you know, thing about we've, it. Yeah. We've, had, we've had guests on before, and... You know, you see spikes when you have the guest on because yeah. they, they tell all their friends. Mm-hmm. So you see spikes in, in our in our audience. But I I have this I have this feeling that when it spikes and it ebbs, then the the some residual stays behind. Even mm-hmm. if you know you get like an extra twenty listens yeah. that that day. You know, maybe three, yeah. <laughs> maybe three stay behind. Yeah, if we get if we get but, two uh, out know, of ten, just build that's, that's, that's exactly how it works, and yeah. that's good. You know, so I mean, we you know we we've been we've been doing this for a year now, and we have a we have a decent amount a decent amount of listeners, and um, you know, thank you guys for, yeah. <laughs> for, <laughs> for listening. listening. 
Um, and I, I think I think we've done good for for the first year. So mm-hmm. so now we're you know we're trying to build on that and and see what we can do in year two or season two. Season two. Ooh, <laughs> Ooh. There we go. So uh, Alex, what? Um, Where do we what, start? What got you? Yeah. What got you into this? Because you, you do a lot of no, different no, things. This. Let's get even. Yeah. Let's get even. Yeah. Let's go even further about it. Let's, sure. let's talk about like you know. You said you grew up in Kearney, like, you know. Grew what? up in Lyndhurst. Uh, I'm sorry. Yeah, my, my parents you... were born and raised in Kearney. Mm-hmm. Uh, they both lived on Devon Street. And my dad actually told me this funny funny story before I was headlining his show uh, last Wednesday. He's like, Alex, I got this perfect joke for you. I said, oh, yeah? He's like, yeah. <laughs> I hear that all the time, yeah. that, that people always are like, oh, oh, I got this joke for you. Yeah, all the time. People that I have literally just met. Oh, I'm Alex. Oh, this is my people friend. He's a comedian. Oh, you're a comedian? Let me tell you this joke. You're going to love it. <laughs> But so he, t- he, he, my dad is very funny, but so he tells me this joke. He's like, all right, you got to do this tonight. I'm like, oh yeah, I'm not going to do I'm this not. tonight. <laughs> but so he goes, yeah, you know, um, you know that, um, you know that your mom's mother set me up with, with your mom. I said, yeah, I know that. And he goes, yeah, but did you know that she actually set me up with someone else before I went out with your mom? That's awesome. I was like, I was like, no, what the hell are you talking about? Why, why would she do this? This makes no sense. He goes, oh, you know, a friend at the the, the club, the uh, the daughter needed a date to a wedding, so yeah, your uh, your grandmother was my pimp, <laughs> and he tells you that, and I'm like, all right, that's pretty good, but so I was like, there's no, I'm not gonna use that, <laughs> I'm gonna use it, but <laughs> it's pretty good. Um, so yeah, um, so how I got into this, uh, high school friend and I, um, like on the weekends, we'd watch comedy, we'd talk about it. Um, we talked about how we both wanted to do it. Um, and then I finished my, well, actually, no, I, the first time I ever did stand up, and this is a fucking super pretentious story to say. <laughs> Great. The first time. We love it. The first time I ever <laughs> did stand up was in Paris. Nice. Yeah. So I was studying abroad there and we had our. What was her name? <laughs> <laughs> so, Don't be on stage. Yeah. So we, uh. <laughs> We had this kind of graduation ceremony from the program where you had to uh, perform something, whether it's one of your journal pieces, or, uh, read a poem, etc. So I was like, I'm going to do something a little bit different. I had just seen Superman Returns. Oh, God. And I just, like, literally, this was the first time in my life that I just wrote jokes. Uh-huh. And I would just roasted Superman Returns for five <laughs> minutes. I went on, but I did it. And I had fun, and um, the jokes... <clears throat> Excuse me. We're pretty well received. Wait, were you speaking in English? Or? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the program, oh, okay. the program was in English too. All the people from from the United States. I was like, Jesus Christ! How the hell are you going to do stand up yeah. the first <laughs> time in French? <laughs> I was like, I'd probably a- get the same reaction that I got the same time I did <laughs> in New York City. So, um, but yeah, so I did it, and I, again, it, it went well. But I didn't do it again until another two years. Oh wow. And then I did it again. Did you, just, did you just put it away, or were you, like, working on shit? Yeah, I put it away. It was a lot of fear. Um, you know, just... It was, like, I was 23, and first of all, I thought I knew everything. But also, it was one of those things where I also deep down knew that if I tried it and I was bad, like, oh, it would be the worst. Like, it would be soul-crushing. Oh, yeah. Um, and so then eventually, just uh, 24... 25. I think it was 25. I finally got the nerve to do it again. I tried to bring my buddy with me. He came, but he didn't go up. Um, I tried it and I bombed. And I bombed hard for like the first six months to a year. But I just kept with it. And, you know, now I've been doing it for over seven years now. Um, yeah, and just now it's 
Now it's uh, a lot more fun than it was when, you, when you're bombing those first couple months. So. Well, yeah, I mean, it's like anything else. You got to yeah. try it. To, you know, yeah. and it, take, it takes time to develop your craft and yeah, exactly. to develop what you want to do. Yeah. It's it's funny because, um, you know, my uh, my friend Fernando. Yeah. He he has he said that he has tried his hand at, at doing it and, and stuff. So I, I've, I've talked to him about it um, because I always I always like when I was younger, yeah. I was always like, oh, I'd like to do that one day. You know, I used to watch, I used to watch like friggin', you know, it sucks. How, it sucks how many now, times but did like, we watch Eddie Murphy's like Delirious? Raw, yeah, yeah. yeah. Raw, raw, delirious. I mean, come on. Yeah, but right. I was going to say, um, what's the, what's this one? The, the, the Rufy guy. Uh, oh, Bill Cosby. Bill Cosby. Bill Cosby. Yeah. Bill Cosby himself. That was one of the funniest things yeah. the to this day. Howie Mandel, I used to watch all yeah. that stuff. Oh. And you know, and then then like all of a sudden, in like the late eighties and in the early nineties, it like blew up. It was yeah. like you know, comedy was like everywhere. Yeah, well, Dice, Dice you know? helped. Well, that yeah, that guy, I guess that was Dice it too. brought an edge to yeah. it. Yeah, and everybody got yeah. you know really the Dice got into man. It, yeah, know? he was. But he, I, I wouldn't huge. consider him one of the best. But no, he was like the in your face, new edgier. Yeah, yeah, guy that was like well, him, Kinnison, he Bill Hicks. Different. He was like, just was different. Kind of yeah, crowd. and he was very appealing. Was, exactly, the comedy changed. You know where where it became less like goofy and and more hardcore in your face. Yeah, and now you're seeing a shift too, where uh, I don't want to say goofy, but it's getting a lot less hardcore. And you know everything evolves. Um, there are still always going to be pockets of comedians that are still doing the raw stuff, but you know just with the current climate, you really can't do that anymore. Like. You know it's yeah it, it, it's, it's it's different. You know comedy yeah again comedy has changed and. Um, it's a lot more about trying to find funny without hurting anyone. And yeah, and offending people. And yeah. you got to keep and, and you got to take that into consideration too. And yeah, like, don't go to a comedy club if if you're going to be offended. Like, like people have just gotten so like touchy know. and yeah. you know, and, and it's just, and it's just not. It's not I'm, right. I'm not. You know, I'm not, it's. I'm not taking away. From, I'm not taking away from the people who. Um, you know, justifiably get, you know, get offended by, by something. Yeah. But, but I feel like there is a certain cross section of people out there in America that are looking to be offended. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, like, I think so it, too. like, please, I can't wait till you say something yeah. to, to piss me off to, or, you know, I can't wait till you say something that I can just jump on. And, yeah. You know, I can't and, wait to bitch and complain yeah. about your set because you offended me so much. It's, yeah, it, it's, it's awful. And as, as, you know, as a comedian, like, you you almost have to change what you do. Oh, absolutely! Just to not deal with that, and and it's not like you probably don't want to do it, but that's something you have to deal with now. Yeah, and you know you see what how other comedians have lost their, you know, careers over yeah. something like that. You know, Louis C.K. went down hard. Yeah, for yeah. some crazy. He's on his way back, but he's he's on his way back, but he really it's take a while. It, yeah, it's, he's got to rebuild himself back up, and he was one of the biggest at the time. Yeah, and I mean, there's obviously. A, a big difference in terms of hey I said something stupid versus hey I did something really fucking dumb and obviously Louis C.K. did something really fucking dumb Bill Cosby did something really fucking dumb yeah. you know like that's not necessarily what I'm talking about you know like uh, I'm talking about hey I just wrote this stupid tweet when I was drunk and yeah maybe I said something that I shouldn't have but at the end of the day it's like okay I said it like yeah. I didn't fucking do it yeah. <laughs> so that's um, but I also think you know no matter what for me, anyway, I, I constantly change my set all the time because you read a room, like, in my opinion, a good comic reads the room, adapts to that room. 
You know, right. if, you, if you're seeing that, okay, they're they're gravitating towards my edgier stuff, go with go, the edgy go stuff. With that. But if you see, you know, if you so you could switch a set just like that. You could just be like, you know what, I I, I sensing this room is this. Yeah. So I'm gonna throw this stuff out or. Yeah, and I'm I mean I'm not talking about like a 30 minute set that I can just right, you know right. drop. Oh yeah, I'm, let me just do my clean 30 right now. <laughs> like, but you know, for the length that I'm usually doing, you know, it's it's pretty easy to just just switch like that. You know, because again, if you're doing a church fundraiser and you're really like talking about, you know, how you had a threesome off a, you know, with with cocaine off a stripper's ass, like are you like did you really think that was going to land, you know, like it, hey, it's a good night and get your fucking sins clean by from the father and stuff like that. But like Come on, you're not you're not gonna you're not gonna win the crowd over if you're dropping those kind of jokes. Shit, you know? that would be fucking funny. Be you awesome. know, you're yeah. talking about that crazy shit. And at the end, you go, well, "Father, can I have a confession?" <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. It's this actually wasn't a, this actually scene. wasn't a set. This was my <laughs> confession. So. Yeah, I'm not even getting paid. Yeah. <laughs> but but I was talking to him because I was like, I wanna, I think I wanna do this. Not and not like not as a career or yeah. anything like that but just just to say i did it and yeah. just to say i have tried it mm-hmm. um and i don't want to be i don't want to be absolutely terrible at it you know yeah. yeah but but i i've i've like put some stuff off to the to the side to like um i've actually like wrote, written some stuff down mm-hmm. um i forget why i was telling the story to begin with because we got off track but um but yeah i was just i i i I was talking to him about it. Forget why I was saying this. What the fuck was talking it? Talking about wanting to do it. You were talking. You were talking about wanting. I said, to do yeah, it. saying that I, that I was that I was thinking about doing it. Yeah. And I forget why. One of the biggest things that I've always found with 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 people that are first starting and young comics, um, obviously not before this whole scandal, but they were always trying out of the gate to be Louis C.K. or Bill Burr. You know, you're talking mm. about like some of the fucking greats that yeah. literally can take these contrarian point of views and still make them funny and still make you be on board with it even though you're like i don't agree with at all with what you're saying but it's still darn funny and when you're first starting out one your joke writing is not going to be at that level Mm -hmm. two it's not you you know and that's what people are doing that that, that's why they always don't find success right away because they come out the gate they don't have their own voice exactly and they just try to be louis ck they try to be Chappelle, or they try to be you know sarah silverman and instead of just saying, "Hey, this is my, you know, this is what's true for me. I find this funny. Let me tell you about it." You know. Yeah, I always found like the comedians that I always liked. I believe them. Yeah. You yes. know, and, and, and when they like, say, when they say, "Oh, the other day I was at the mall," I'm like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I believe you." Yeah. You know, <laughs> I go to the mall too. I go to the mall. <laughs> yeah. But but it, it's it's when when you're sensing a joke is coming. Yeah. You're like. That's, he's just telling a joke. Yeah. You know, but when, like, I always found, like, the storytelling is the funniest. Yeah. Well, and, you know, I always, because yeah. then it's, I, I want to actually make it seem like you actually experienced yeah. this or you actually did this. That that was always my thing with comedy. And if I could believe the guy, that's the best part. Yeah. You know, and. Like just a couple of guys sitting around drinking beers, just swapping stories. Exactly. Yeah. That, that's exactly what I, you know, what I would want. Yeah, you know, when I'm, I'm, remem- I'm remembering what my point was. And oh. it, it's that that's it's along those type of lines. What I, what I was saying oh, was, thank God, is that <laughs> the the climate of um of the comedian now se- seems to be the ones that tell stories and and not not just tell stories that they made up, but tell stories that actually happened to them. You know, yeah. like it, like what their life is like yeah. and what they've gone through and and, and stuff like that. <laughs> So the, the jokes that I started writing, I started realizing I need fucking therapy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 
you and every other comic you've ever met. And but I, I've ever but met. I was like, writing this stuff, and I was like, I was like, ooh, this is, I was like, this yeah. is too real. Yeah. <laughs> but I, you know, and, I bring this back in. But the the good thing for comedy, or whether it's music, whatever art form, you, or again, whatever activity that you have as your kind of therapy, um, you know, that's your release, and it helps you cope with the world. And I think like. Comedy has gotten me through a lot of rough times. It's also caused a lot of rough times too. But you know, I remember one time in particular where, um, like, I just had a death in the family, and I was supposed to, I had a show that Friday, and I didn't want to cancel. And so, thankfully, I didn't because oh, it was just so powerful when I was up there, just like getting just to let forget, it out, just getting to forget my problems for ten minutes, and just you know, like at the end, just oh, what a great feeling it was for me. So, like, yeah, like it is going to be raw, but like, yeah, it's it's a great somewhat healthy way to deal with what you what we all go through you know the crowd responded well that night yeah they were actually really supportive and i even i, I got real at the end i told them about what i was going through and i thanked them and yeah they 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 big round of applause and yeah i, I was super appreciative of that nice so so you said you've been doing this about seven years yeah over seven years now how do you um how do you come up with your material how do you how do you what's your like writing process like, yeah how do you do that so for me, uh, a lot of times, it's not when my dad's like, I wrote a funny joke for you. Um, usually it's when we're having a conversation like this, um, mm -hmm. and someone will say something, and I'll just have a random thought that comes into my mind that's the complete opposite of kind of what's the accepted point of view. And so I'll just go that way, and that's usually how I, I come up with my stuff. Okay. What? <laughs> no. Just, oh, no. Just, just, just listening. It sounds... Um, so you've been doing this for seven years. Yeah. Um, say? So who 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 would you say are some of your influences on? Yeah. So I I love Seinfeld. It's my favorite show of all time, and I I bring that up in particular because I love the kind of aspect that you have with Larry David and Jerry Seinfeld, where it's very similar to the Beatles. You have the yin and the yang. You have Larry David who's super dark. You have Jerry Seinfeld who's super light, and you know I just think them combined. Um, is ultimately the style of comedy that I'd love to go for. Um, also really love um, Bill Burr. Again, I love the fact that he is an unapologetic asshole. Um, but his... He, said he's, he says he's working on it. He, I, I, and I believe it, <laughs> but like, I, I just love it that like even if you don't, like I said before, even if you don't agree with his politics or his view on something, the joke is so structurally sound yes. that you cannot argue with how funny it is. Like You can go and like, man, that guy's a fucking asshole. But he is a funny fucking asshole, you know. Like, Did, didn't his career like basically catapult the time he like trashed Philly? Oh yeah, in Philly. Yeah, well, twenty minutes. Yeah, just ripping Philly. Yeah, it was like a, it was it's like awesome. A, yeah. It was like an O and A benefit show. Yeah. Oh yeah, and he was. They were booing everybody. Yeah, they were just booing everybody, and he's like, "They ain't gonna do that to me." Yeah, so he he, <laughs> he went out there. Yeah. and basically trashed yeah. all the fans, all of Philadelphia. Yeah. In Philadelphia, at the end of the set, they gave him a standing ovation. Yeah, yeah, because because they were boo boo. I never, I never, I never heard. Oh, of that. you have to. It's oh great. my oh, god, I gotta, it, I gotta go find it. You gotta go yeah. find it. It was epic. Yeah, and you can't disagree with this because this part was true. He was like, "You guys are such fucking racist. You have a Rocky Marciano statue. He's a fake character, and you had literally one of the best boxers of all time. But because he's black, you don't have his statue up there. Like you guys suck. You're horrible people. And there, that, that's when you started seeing them all like clap." Yeah, he fucking turned that around. It was great. It, it was unbelievable. And they were just booing everybody. Because yeah. it became yeah. like a thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? yeah to yeah, do. That, and that just, was it. You yeah. know? So. He was like, fuck that. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. Um, so you said, so Bill Burr, uh, yeah, like I said, I was, I was just listening to him the other day and, uh, yeah, he's, uh, he could come off as like misogynistic, yeah. you know, but my wife who, who usually is like, um, is like, a t- in, like tuned into that shit. And if she hears that, she's like, oh, fuck this guy. He's, yeah. He's fucking sucks. But she was finding him, she finds him hysterical. Yeah. Every, every time, every time he has a new special out. I'm like, babe, you gotta watch. And she, she sits there. She loves. You know who else she loves? Jim Jeffries. Yeah. Yeah. Jim Jeffries is great as well. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah. So she, she sees that. But yeah. like you said, it's because it's, it's the, it's the structure of the, it's the structure of the jokes. Yeah. The way, you know, it's the, it's, it's actually funny. Yeah. You know, not, just not, because it has that type of, yeah, content, but it's actually oh, yeah. funny. Now, do you think a lot of your stuff comes from? Uh, Life experiences or truth, true, uh, truthful experiences, or yeah, I'm, I'm, or do you see something funny and you're like, oh, I'm gonna elaborate this? And, yeah, you know, it, it used to be a lot more where I was trying to purposely separate my life from it, um, yeah. and it was just one of those kind of when I was younger and um, you know the whole oh, I'm a real artist and like oh if I just do my life experiences I'll run out of material and uh and now I've leaned into it and I, you know I'm I'm having fun with it again and I th- I just think. You know, as we said before, you know, you need your truthfulness. Like, you need to come across as authentic. Yeah. You know, you're going to say the same thing over and over and over again. So, if you're just pretending to be this person, the audience will pick up They're going to know. Yeah. They're going to know right away whether yeah. you're you or not you. Yeah. You know, we, we, we tried to do uh, a clean show. <laughs> <laughs> that lasted one episode. Yeah. It didn't even last the first episode. We, we were like, no, but we were, we were, we were like, kind of okay with it. Yeah. But the second episode, oh, it, it, yeah. the f bombs started F-bombs going, were, and just there, I don't think there was one f bomb in the first episode. No, we tried yeah. really hard. <laughs> you know, we were just you know, setting the foundation, and then after that, it was just boom, yeah. boom, the f- boom. The first boom. episode we tried. The second episode we had our friend Freeze on. That was it. Yeah. And Freeze, Freeze came in, and I, we asked him a question. And he's like, "You guys are fucking assholes." I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> And it was the floodgates. Yeah. It was fuck everything and everything. So now every time I post it, I got to put explicit on it. But yeah, with that, because and that was another thing too was that um, when we first started doing this, Freeze, you know, he, one of our really good friends, we actually asked him to to be on the show. And he, yeah, he <laughs> he refused. Um, but he was like, he was like, you're, he was like, you're not going to be able to do this. I'm like, what, what the fuck are you talking about? He's like, you're, he goes, you, you're not going to be able to do this. I go, I go, why? He goes, because you, he goes, because you're going to have to censor yourself. Yeah. He goes, the, the shit that you say, he goes, your wife's going to get pissed and people are going to get, you know, da, da, da. and I'm like, I'm like, I can do, I can do that without, without like really like, yeah. you know, yeah, like hurting I, I somebody. I, without exactly. hurting her or offending her or like. I can't, you know, and I, I, don't could, think I could be funny without giving away her deep, dark fucking yeah. secrets. To and I don't think we've done anything that has been very hurtful yeah. to no. anybody, yeah. you know, and we've talked about whatever Lots and any, anything that's hurtful. <laughs> we won't use their names at least, yeah. but you know, I mean, it's, it's, you know, basically like that. Yeah. So yeah. my, my, my family has been super supportive of my comedy career. My parents literally try to come to almost every one of my shows that they can make, like physically. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I'm even like, guys, you don't have to come. You've seen me like three times this week. It's fine. Um, but, you know, they'll 
they'll come up to me and be very honest after a set, and they'll be like, Alex, don't ever tell that one joke ever again. <laughs> and, I'll, and, and you know, again... So, oh, was, it, was that about uh, you fucking mom? <laughs> you know, like, it's, it's one of those things where it's just like, okay, I think it's funny, but I'm also just thinking right now, very selfishly, I think it's funny. Yeah. No. I'm not considering how it portrays anyone else, and I'm not even thinking about how the audience is going to react. And so then when you start getting cognizant of that, like you start realizing, okay, I 100% get their perspective. Um, I don't think currently that I have any jokes that really portray them in, in a bad light. You know, they, they would tell me differently, hopefully, but yeah, there have been times when I've said a joke, they're like, don't ever say that joke again, you know? And I respect them for it. <laughs> I was going to say, know? do you, do you use your, your family in the, in your comedy? Yeah. I've been starting to use them a lot more, um, they're my my family's a riot, so I mean, again, yeah. I'm here because of my dad. So <laughs> basically, like, yeah. you know, um, anyone that's that's met my family, like in the comedy community, it's so funny. I like to joke with with my comic friends that they're like the soccer moms of the community. Like, I've literally had comics come up to me and be like, "Your parents have seen me perform more than my own family has." And that's, that's great that they're yeah. supportive. Oh, yeah. that, that's phenomenal. half the battle. I, yeah, I got super lucky, you know. Yeah, if, if you got the parents that support you, that that makes it. But you know what it is? It gives you confidence too. Yeah, absolutely. Where it's like, all right, you know what? If they're on board, they must like it. Yeah. And they must believe in it, yeah. so it, it must be like a good thing. Yeah. So it's, well, it's if my parents came to see me, you would know they really enjoy it because they don't find me fucking funny. At all. <laughs> no, they 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 basically hate you. Like, when he joined the plays in high school, they yeah. were, like, forced to go. <laughs> like, they had to, because he had, like, the lead and shit. Yeah. And, and they're like, we gotta go to all three? Oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, what the fuck? Ah. Even the matinee on ah, yeah. ah, my son's a clown. Ah. <laughs> so, you know, it's funny. Again, my whole family is very supportive, but my brother is the most vocal at the shows when I can tell he doesn't like material. Because... You know, he, he heckles you. He's he, the one guy in the back. Oh, boo! He, Be more funny. It's, you know, because again, we're eighteen months apart, so we're super close. Yeah. Um, again, we have a lot of the same friends, and so when I start a joke without him hearing the punchline, you can hear if he's like. Like, he's thinking worse thoughts, so he'll just be like, oh, God. And you can literally hear the whole thing. And I remember I told one joke, and he starts, and he goes, oh, God. And I'm, and I'm like, just shut the fuck up and let me finish. And so then I, end, and I go to the, I finish the joke, and he goes, oh, that wasn't that bad. And he starts laughing, and I was like, you piece of shit. Well, you know, you got to think about it, too. It's tough to watch your family member oh, God, yeah. doing their thing, though, too. I mean, it, yeah. it's... Well, especially stand-up. Like, you talk yeah. about some... Weird shit in stand up, you know? And, yeah. and they don't know how to act. Yeah. You know, a regular person that don't know you is going to be like laughing and really yeah. tuned in. And, and he's like, oh shit, this yeah. is about me. Yeah. <laughs> you know? yeah. yeah. Or like, you know? I was there when he was doing that. Yeah, I didn't think it was a good idea <laughs> yeah. then either, you know? like And like, you, you talk about like whacking off, like, and, and your, your parents are there. You're like, oh, oh yeah. Yeah. yeah, I ran a train on this girl. Yeah, yeah. My dad are like, <laughs> yeah. you know, it's, that's got to be tough, you know? It's, yeah. It's it's you know it's great that they're supportive. Sometimes you're like yeah maybe you don't have to come. You yeah. know it's like I gotta do my thing. Yeah. <laughs> now um, the, is the stand up is not your only job? No. So I have uh, as kids like to say these days I have several high side hustles. Okay. Uh, so I'm also a writer. Um, and so that's actually how stand up even started. Um, because I've always just wanted to write full time creatively. Uh, so. When I was in college, my mentor, she made me do a dream chart. And in the middle, we had to put what the goal was. So for me, it was full-time writer. And then I had to fi- figure out all the different avenues I could take to get there. One was to pursue acting. 
I gave that up. I was like, ah, fuck, I hate auditioning. Um, and then another one was writing, you know, still doing that. Um, and then stand-up was another. Um, so, yeah, so I do that. Uh, and then I used to be a professor for five years. Uh, I taught at a bunch of uh, community colleges as well as a couple colleges that had a little bit more prestige around here. Um, that was a lot of fun. And then um, about three and a half years ago, I got burnt out from grading. Like, you know, it's just... Just kind of also, you know, I was an adjunct, so okay. my schedule changed semester to semester. So, you know, one semester I could have had six classes where I was making good money versus the next I could have got cut to three where I'm now struggling. And right. I didn't like that. Um, you know, I didn't like the fact that I was getting closer to 30 and was ha- going to have to pay for my own health care still. You know, so um, so I gave that up and then I started doing a copywriting, a lot more digital marketing. And so that's what I've been doing now full time. When you were doing when you were doing the um, the professor, were you were you also that was you were also doing stand up at the time? Yeah, yeah. So at first, like the first year or so, I actually did not tell people, uh, didn't tell my coworkers or my students that I was a uh, that I was a comedian. Um, and then I talked to uh, my boss at the time, and she had said, you know, actually, uh, I think you should be telling people because that actually works in your advantage. You know, in like high school, grammar school, it may be different because they may view you as a little bit more risky. And, you know, if parents hear the material or the kids hear the material. Well, that's what I was going to ask you is that were you. Well, wait, this is college age, though, right? Yeah, Yeah, so exactly. So that's a little bit of a different ball. So they're 18 and they're adults. So, like, it's a little bit different. One. And two, college more so than high school, you know, you need your your faculty, you need your, your people to be a draw to the university yeah. and to the college, you know, that it, it helps enrollment, things like that. High school, unless it's a private school, you know, you live in the town, you're going to that, you know, right. like, it's not like, Oh, I'm going. I mean, that does happen to like, Oh, I'm going because coach, coach K is there, you know, yeah, I, I, yeah, I want to, yeah. I want to be there for, for him, you know, but more, more often than not, it's because of the zip code. So college is different, you know? So you, you never, um, you never felt like you had to like censor yourself on stage because of what you know might get back to the school or might get back to your students or never what I said on stage, but what I would record and then submit uh, like to festivals and put online. Okay, that I I was a little conscious of, um, you know, and it, it's I never felt that there was any pressure really from you know any of my bosses or anything like that, but it was just also one of those things too where. I also didn't want to risk the students viewing me in, in a, a negative light because of something, you know, or like they thought, hey, oh, I thought he was such a good teacher. And, you know, actually, he, uh, yeah, so, um, so, uh, you know, it was just kind of that where I don't, oh, I love, I loved his class, but, uh, you know, he said, he said this joke that I just thought was very ignorant and I can't believe he thought that way, you yeah. know, or he thinks that way. So I was conscious that of that, but you know, never any higher up pressure. Yeah. I, I in a way in a college setting, it's a different ball game yeah. where I think it's, it, it would be, you know, like you said, more welcome, yeah. you know, or even better. Cause then the kids, you know, what, what subject were you, uh, Teaching. You're so yeah, English, I taught right? yeah, I taught English uh predominantly first year writing, you know, so you're Ian 105, right. 106 classes. Well um, yeah, I mean listen, doing comedy and and writing is English. You yeah. know, it, it's it's basically I liked your I liked your joke about the um about getting your getting two uh two Oh yeah, my degrees yeah, my degrees. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Thank was, you. Yeah. That was funny. Yeah, um, you know, and so I have a bunch of teacher friends, um they're teaching various ages. 
and some are actually still are, are now starting to pursue stand up too. Oh. And we talked about it all the time where it is teaching is putting on a show because you can be the smartest person in the world. If your students are bored to death, you're not a good teacher because they're not getting the knowledge that they need. Yeah. So if you're not keeping them entertained, then you're not a good teacher, don't, yeah. no matter how smart you are. I've always said that some, that the teachers I had growing up that made me laugh, the, the ones that told me stories about their, you know, about um, their personal lives, their families yeah. and stuff, or about them growing up, that that's what drew me in. That, yeah, that's 100%. what got me to listen to them. And, and because I knew them, <laughs> so a, true. just because I knew, I, yeah. I felt like I knew them a little more, I respected them more. Yeah, you know, because you know, I I didn't I didn't look at them as like you know somebody to like hang with. I looked at yeah. I looked them at, at as like, all right, this is a real person. Like yeah. I know I know what they've been through, and and you know they they opened up to me mm-hmm. that much that they let me in. Yeah. So I'm not gonna I'm not gonna fuck with that. You yeah. know. So I don't know. I, I always no, felt funny. like they're the best I had this, uh, influence on me. I had this health teacher in college. This guy was a maniac. <laughs> he used to make us laugh. More than any other teacher that I ever remember. Yeah. So, and it just so happened that one of his daughters, because he had like three daughters, was in the class. Oh my God. And he would tell all these outrageous stories. (laughs) About her? About everything. (laughs) And she would just sit there and put her head down and shake her head and whatever. So since it was a health class... Like, oh, like he was oh, talking about, God. he was talking about head lice. We're going to be talking about <laughs> vagina. So, so he's like, oh yeah, you know, we're talking about head lice. And he was all like wiry. He yeah. was like the head baseball coach at, uh, at the college too. <laughs> so he was going off and he's like, head lice. Yeah. I remember one time my daughter had head lice. Oh no. The whole class. Oh my shifted God. Shifted their vision yeah. to this poor girl. Yeah. And she was like older. Like yeah, we yeah. were freshmen and she was like older. I don't know why she was in this fucking class. Yeah. Right. So she looked up horrified <laughs> and said, it wasn't me. <laughs> it was Brooke. <laughs> she, it, she was just horrified yeah. that he would even bring this up. And then, like, we're all laughing, yeah. you know, because we believed her. It wasn't her, yeah. you know. And he's like, "Yeah," and we're combing her hair and all the shits in there, and we're like, "Oh," you know. We had put. Uh, it was. It was bizarre. Yeah. It was the most bizarre story, and I felt. I actually felt bad for her. Yeah. Because he would just tell the craziest shit. But I couldn't wait to go to that class. Yeah. yeah to that was see your, what yeah. he's going to say. And, it's, and it goes back to the same thing you were saying where yeah. it's like, I was entertained. Yep. You yeah. know, I, I enjoyed it. I laughed. Yeah. You know, it wasn't some asshole putting math problems on the yeah. board and making it like fucking boring. Yeah, and, I, and I paid attention more. <laughs> yeah. I, that's, what, that's the thing. I th- And I think, you know, with everything that is happening today, a lot of it is for for the best. But you know, there is that aspect that people aren't able to be truly vulnerable because you have to fucking be guarded all the time. Mm-hmm. You know, um, and that that part is going to be unfortunate that that's lost because that, you know I remembered that I had similar teachers where they would tell me something. All right, yeah, you know, it probably not something you should be telling your student but at the same time it wasn't anything where i was like you know that's perverted or like that's fucking sick it was like oh yeah you know he told me that when he was my age he went out drinking you know okay we all grow up we all fucking do that shit um so yeah 
that's my that's my uh, white guy <laughs> rails at the world and ah get off my lawn speech, you know. Um. All right. So let's talk about. Right, so you do the stand up. Yep. Yeah. And professor. Uh, so I don't do that anymore. I, I, I why, why'd it. you give that up? Why, why was that? Uh, a, yeah. Uh, so you said it got burnt out. Yeah. Oh, well, other yeah. than just, it, it's just enough, enough. Yeah. You know, it's just, I, I was trying to make it a full time thing and okay. you know, I just saw the, the, the pathway to getting full time employment. If, if I had to stay in this area, you know, it would, it just probably would have been too hard. Right. You know, if I was willing to move somewhere, maybe I probably could have gotten a job a little bit quicker but i love it here my family's here i don't i don't want to do that that was never an option for me um, well especially with the stand-up thing i mean exactly if you move somewhere yeah. you know where it's very rural yeah. or yeah. you know remote you're there's yep. no clubs yeah exactly. and then you gotta drive three hours four yeah. hours to you know to even do it so yeah. you know this is the area to I be gotta in. drive yeah. almost an hour to get here <laughs> yeah so you know and it, it i was... didn't tell you to move where you move <laughs> i didn't tell you to do that crazy shit yeah, it was it was a decision that was very tough for me because I genuinely loved when I was a professor. I I loved teaching. Uh, I loved the connections that I made with the students. Um, you know, and lecturing was was always fun for me. And just hearing them kind of hearing and seeing their thoughts develop as the semester progressed, and seeing the progress that they're making as as humans, like I thought that was so cool. Um, so it was a, it was a super tough decision, but ultimately I think for me where I am right now, that could change in ten years. Where I am right now, I think it was the the right decision. Now you you said you've been doing it for seven years, so yeah. you you kind of started before this whole like change in society yeah. and stuff. So have you seen? Uh, obviously, you've seen the change. Yeah. But, but what what are your feelings on on what it was like before and and you know how it was you know? Yeah. So now uh, you know I'll talk kind of from the behind the scenes perspective, there was, there were things that 100% needed to change that was going on. That was 100% just fucking awful that you, that you had guys like literally abusing their power where they'd be like, all right, you know, I'll put you on my show. If you fuck me to female comics, um, you know, guys literally. And this is stuff you experienced. I, seeing I was, it? no, but I had friends that told me about this, you know, that they, that they would tell, they would tell me that other male producers, you know, had said shit like that to them, oh or you know, God. the rumors in the in the scene was that this this comic was getting booked because she was willing. You know, and again, that's that's also super unfortunate that fucking female comics had to go through that, or yeah. any 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 comic. Any comic, but, yeah. You know, like because a lot of them are super funny and they're getting their reputation tarnished because some asshole said this, and it may not even have been true. Right. Um. Yeah. You know, and just like hearing about people trying to rape. Uh, rape comics backstage on shows in, in New York City and like it was bad you know so it had reached the boiling point and in that regards thankfully this is all coming out to light and you know it's it's cleaning up um, so I'm, I'm super happy for that uh, I do wish you know kind of what we said that people do understand when it's a comedy show yeah you may get offended but we're also a freedom of speech society yeah. that we should be able to okay I hear what you're saying. I don't like it. Doesn't mean I shut down. You know, maybe you just try to understand where they're coming from. Again, I know in, in comedy, sometimes you're just doing it to be offensive, but also maybe just hear the rationale behind it. And maybe you may expand the horizon a little bit and be like, okay, still don't agree, but I see the thought process behind that. Yeah. So, 
and yeah, it's 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 tough because it, it's you have to like. I, I remember when Dice came out and. He he was very offensive. Yeah. And he was the first one where people were like, oh my God. People were even that crazy about Eddie Murphy when he yeah. was doing his crazy yeah. shit. But yeah. when Dice came out, he he was so offensive. I remember one time he did a ladies' night show where Ladies all he only. did yeah. was trash guys. Yeah. And it was absolutely hysterical. Yeah. But that like was kind of like a tailor-made uh, yeah. set. Yeah. You know, to say, hey, I, you know, I'm just doing this, you know, or, yeah. you know, I'm not, like, I'm not just doing this just to, just to piss all over women. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I, mean, I could, I could shit on guys exactly. too if I want to, you know, yeah. and, you know, it, it's, you know, that even happened a little bit back then. But, I, you know, once again, like, no one really, you know, shit on Eddie Murphy, you know, but like, for some reason, Dice was that guy that, like, people seemed to, like, not yeah. like. Yeah. You know, and, yeah, that that's weird how, how comedy's like, like, now, would you say, like, you know, big clubs are like that? You know, like what you were just saying? Or is it just, like, um, or, you know, just clawing to the top? You know, is there a lot of people just trying to claw to the top and and just yeah. trying to do whatever it takes to make it? Or I mean, there is there is a cutthroatness uh, to it. But there are also, you know, some of the nicest people that I've met that will still help you along the way. Um, you know, and I think uh, it's the people, uh, to kind of circle back uh about something quickly, um, you know, I think it's the people that are just using jokes as a way to put people down are the ones that are starting to get filtered out. Like, you know, there's a difference between, like, an Anthony Jeselnik where you're doing it and, okay, you, you know that's his style, but he's not doing it because you don't you don't believe that he genuinely thinks that way, you know? Yeah. And, again, you know, it is a And once again, that goes back to, you know, that's not you. Yeah. You and, know, you know, that's what I don't like. I don't, yeah. I don't like the comedians that I don't really feel like yeah. It's them. Well, I also, I don't like Jeselnik, period, because at some point, to me, I'm like, I see the punchline because I know what you're doing. You do this every fucking joke. You yeah, know, you, a, you say something, a... and I know it's going to be absurd, and oh, oh, wow, it's shocking, you know. Um, so, But I think that kind of comedy is starting to get filtered out, where it's, you know, you're just getting the shock comics that are just doing it just to push, piss people off. I don't think that's being tolerated anymore. I think it's more just like, hey, if you're going to do something that's over the edge, it better have a fucking point. And that point better make sense, you right. know. Like, yeah, yeah you, I, I get that. You know? I, I could totally get that because that's how society is now. Yeah, it, it's you can't just say whatever the fuck you want yeah. anymore. Yeah. You know, because then yeah, yeah. social, you know, social yeah. justice police come out, yeah. you know, and then you're done. Yeah, you know, and that that's and that's tough now because it just seems like nowadays everybody's so touchy. Yeah, you know, yeah. it's so like easily offended. You know, and that's and that and it's the younger people. You know, the older people, it's like, you got to give us, you know, like, it, it's, we're not used to this, you know, especially yeah. if it's an older comic or an older, yeah. you know, somebody. Well, and that, all that's, of a sudden, that's why, that's they're, why doing they're the what ones they... that are getting in trouble a lot. It's the older, the older comics that, you know, like, this is how it has always been. And, yeah. not, and I'm just following what I know, yeah. and, you know, it's like, and, my, it's like my grandmother calling Calling her nurses colored and oh yeah, you know, well, like, well yeah, but grandma, you can't do that yeah. shit no more. <laughs> Damn it, Ben, you can't call the Tuscan Raiders sand people. <laughs> 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 no, but it, it it is true, and it's got to be tough for them. But you know, like newer comedians, this this is the new standard. Yeah, a and it's it's actually a tough time to try to break into it because you you got to worry about that. But you also got to worry about making yourself known. 
Yeah. That that's one of I I would think that's probably one of the hardest things that you have to deal with. Yeah, I think the the challenge today more so than any other time probably I would just say in terms of trying to become famous if if that's your goal, which I'm not saying it is for me, it's much more about brand than it is about talent. And I don't mean that in a, in a negative knock, but like the point is you have to have multiple streams to make it. Like you can't just make it really as a comedian anymore. Like you and you and you see this too. You, you don't really just make it as a singer anymore. Mm-hmm. Like you, once you get you like, all right, now I have a fucking clothing line, or now I have a cologne, or I have yeah. a perfume, or I'm endorsed. Like you literally are doing all these different channels, and that's just the new reality. Like yeah, you, you're, I, everyone's a brand. I have a I have a friend that um, uh, Chris. Yeah. Who's Chris Northrup? He's he's a really talented artist. Um, like illustrator and stuff, yeah. and when we were in college together, we had this we had this idea for um, for a cartoon, mm-hmm. oh, cool. and I was I was writing it, and he he had come up with like the overall idea, but then I I went into this whole thing and I wrote I wrote the script, and we were both going to do voices on it, oh, whatever. That's awesome. And at the time, I was working at the bank, and the other guy was working at the mm-hmm. bank, and this guy got us he goes hey um, he goes do you guys know who Michael Uslin is and I had no idea who it is but he did because he's you know Mr. Comic Books yeah and Michael Uslin his if you watch anything that has Batman if it's Batman the animated series yeah. if it's any of the Batman films or whatever any kind of media like that it says produced by and Michael Uslin it, it, wow. his name is underneath it so he goes do you know that guy and Chris was like yeah yeah I know him so um, he's like, well, he comes into my bank like all the time. He goes, and I talk to him because he, he was a big uh, comic book guy. Yeah. So we he got he got us a he got us a um, a lunch with him, and we pitched our That's idea so cool. to Michael Uslin, and it was yeah. awesome. It was one of the greatest experiences of my yeah. life because it's always something that I always wanted to do. I always wanted to get into acting, writing, producing, yeah. directing, whatever. Um, but he was like. He's like, I like your idea. He's like, but you need, he's like, you need more. Like, you can't just, it can't just be like, oh, here's my thing. You have to have ideas for a toy line. You have to have ideas for an app on your phone. You have to, you know, so, so that, that movie, that thing that had to be like, like you said, like a brand because you can't just get by with just the one, the one thing anymore. There has to be something that's going to connect all these revenue streams in, in, and to, at the time, we had no idea about that, and we didn't know. So we were like, uh... "Yeah, <laughs> yeah." I was like, "We could make a game, I guess." I don't know, <laughs> but but yeah. So so he he told us he's like, "We really like our idea, but you got to develop everything else." Yeah. But then Chris went out to California, and became famous. So yeah, and he never <laughs> did anything. And he forgot all about. And us. he forgot about you. Yeah. <laughs> but that but that happens. It happens. That was yeah. a tough time though for you. I mean, that wasn't like. That was like the dark times for you. Oh, for me? Oh, yeah, yeah, for you, that was like the dark times when yeah. you were just not doing anything. I was lost. He was a lost, he was a lost soul <laughs> yeah. back in the day. And you know, that's because I wasn't around. I was that's what happened. You, you yeah. I me. left him anyway, and his life fell apart. Now I'm back, and he's, he's doing all right. <laughs> doing, doing okay. Yeah. Now you were found again. <laughs> so so with with the comedy, where, where do you want it to go? I mean... Like, like, yeah, yeah. You said something about like, oh, I'm not saying that I want to be famous. So, yeah, so if that's not your goal, or maybe it is. You just weren't saying it. <laughs> yeah, no. Um, you know, with comedy in particular, uh, I think I'm 
kind of getting where I where I ultimately want to go, where I'm just producing fundraisers, you know, doing it. Um, um, not not where it's like, hey, I'm headlining six shows on the weekend on a comedy club, you know, and my life is 100% devoted to comedy. You yeah. know, I, I don't think that's that's my path for this. Um, for me, it's just again um, to keep my writing skills sharp, um, you know, do to you, have fun. Do you still have your own your own show, The Wow? Yeah, so I I produce. You want to talk? Want to talk about sure. that? Yeah, yeah. So pump so, that up. A yeah. Little bit. So this is a. I think this is a funny story. So um, we went to a friend's wedding um, two years ago. Um, uh, the bride and the groom are Indian. Very important for the context of the story. Um, my dad is again. My dad's my agent. So, <laughs> so he uh, he sees this guy and he goes, "Hey, has anybody ever told you that you look like Shaka Khan?" Uh, who's apparently one of the biggest uh, Bollywood film actors? And oh, not, not it's. I don't it's think Sha- it's Sha- 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 Yeah, Shaka Khan is the Shao Khan or something yeah. like that or whatever. Shaka Khan was an eighties. Yeah, I was gonna say yeah, Shaka yeah. Khan. Yeah, I was like, yeah. I was like, oh, yeah. she looks like Shaka. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> so, uh, uh, real quick story. I was in a Khan film. Were you really? It was called Kank. Because all his films begin with the letter K. Yeah. And it was K-A-N-K. In, in their language, whatever that is, is um, each letter in the in the title stood for something. It was like... like oh, wow. Um, but I was, an, I was an extra. That's so cool, though. And um, so I, I went to New York City, and we went to Grand Central Station, whatever, and I was there like all day. And yeah, we filmed yeah. This, we filmed this scene in Grand Central Station, and our friend uh, Astrubel... Oh, his, his he was sister, there? No, his sister watches those movies. Oh, okay. And when she heard that I was going to be in it, she was like, holy shit, he's like one of my favorite guys, whatever. <laughs> and she she was like, here's the movie. She she gave it to me, and I, I went home and I watched it, and I'm not in it. <laughs> <laughs> you wasted a lot of time for nothing. <laughs> but it was awesome. It was, yeah. it was, it was like, it was like one of the experiences. <laughs> yeah. It was one of the greatest experiences. That's so you had cool. a sandwich from the style. table. Yeah. You, had a, you, had a, you had a Coke, a free Coke. Yeah. <laughs> free Coke Craft and a food sandwich. Table, yeah. Actually, no. The, I think we met... Because I, oh, I, I went, I went yeah, by myself. You had a water and a bologna sandwich then? Yeah. You had nothing? <laughs> I, went, I went by myself and I started talking to these other extras because that's yeah. all you do. You just hang around. And this one girl, her... Um, her boyfriend worked at the Pig and Whistle, I think yeah. it is, or whatever. And so we we went there for lunch. She was like, "Oh, he's," she was like, "He he works here," and we went there for lunch, and we wound up eating there for nothing because oh, the, wow. the, the yeah. boyfriend like took care of it and all That's that stuff. Cool. But it was cool just being there, yeah. being around, watching the process and, and yeah. all that stuff. It was cool. And um, the the lead actress of that film, um, my. My little group of extras went one way, and there was supposed to be another group that was supposed to go another way, and something got messed up, and we bumped into each other. So I, I turned so I wouldn't bump into the crowd, and yeah. when I turned, I walked right into the lead actress, <laughs> and she's got these amazing eyes, yeah. like just gorgeous. So I stopped dead in my tracks, and I was just staring at her like, oh, <laughs> oh my god, that's awesome. But yes, yeah, so I was cut out of it. So yeah, yeah. yeah that's I, why. Yeah. yeah, I know, I know, I know. I've heard of Shao Kahn yeah. before, and I, I've worked with the man. Yeah, <laughs> that makes one of us. <laughs> so 
So my dad says this to this uh, this man who ends up uh, being becoming a friend. We gotta get your dad on the show. Yeah, right. Yeah, we right? really do. Yeah, I... my agent, you know. And so the the guy goes, "Can you please say that again one more time when I call my wife over here so she can hear that?" And so my dad's like, "Sure, happy to oblige." So calls the his wife over. My dad says this again. The wife goes, "Oh, he paid you to say that, didn't he?" And he's like, no, I said, she's like, he hears it all the time. Like you had to fucking fill up his head with this. And so I, I overhear this and then we ask him to take a family picture. Um, and then we, I walk away. Uh, I go to then the cocktail hour and my dad go, <laughs> comes in as I'm sitting at the table. I haven't eaten all day, fucking starving. And he's like, stop feeding your fat face for one second <laughs> and come talk to me. And these people, they want to talk to you about comedy. This could be huge for you. Again, he uses that phrase a lot. Yeah, yeah. Everything can be huge. This can you be never, huge. You never know. Yeah, it's true. You never know. So we go over, um, and so I end up meeting the guy who, who my dad said was the, the doppelganger of uh, the Bollywood star. And so I start talking to him and his brother. And the brother said, so you, you do comedy. You, you produce comedy? I said, yeah, I produced um, several shows and et cetera. And so he goes, oh, well, have you worked with a lot of uh, non-American comics, a lot of immigrant comics? I said, yeah, off the top of my head, I can name 12 that I've worked with regularly that I think are hysterical. Uh, why do you want to know? He, and so he's like, well, actually, I'm, I really want to do a documentary um, and try to sell it to Bollywood. And I'd love, if you have these connections, I'd love to work with you on it. And so I was like, wow. I was like, wow, nice. you know, like. Well, Dad came yeah. in big. <laughs> yeah. so, so I was like, yeah, man, can you imagine like a year from now when apparently I'm rich with rupees and you look and you look on a, a Bollywood film and it's all these names and then it's produced by Alex Cedric. Like, like what a fucking strange life this is, you know. Um but fuck, it could be something. It could be that. Yeah. You know what I mean? It, it, yeah. It could, be, it could be. It could be the last thing yeah. you ever thought that yeah. you would ever be doing, yeah. and then you're doing it. Yep. Yeah. So that, that's like when this show hits. Yeah. yeah exactly. Gonna you know? I'm not, not going to have to work ever again. Yeah. yeah. Amazing. <laughs> um, no, but I, okay, so so anyway, uh, you know, I, I get the brothers card and their brothers um the, the two the two men and so uh then the i get um again the one guy's name is chander let me it's a lot easier for the story if i just say that up front um and so i get chander's card and he's like oh it was lovely meeting you uh I, my brother and i would love to sit down and talk with you again um can you come by in a week and so i was like yeah sure um you know i'll come to the bar that you own he's like great here's the name of the bar um this is where it is so i look it up so it's a gay Indian bar nice. in the Upper West Side. And so, you know, I'm like, okay, cool. There's a niche. Yeah, right? <laughs> right? So, uh, and then he goes, so I go, okay, uh, I'm going to the Yankees game, so I, I can be there, you know, about six or seven. And he goes, great, your, your parents are coming too, right? And I was like, ah, I didn't plan on bringing them. He's like, oh, you have to bring your parents. You have to. They're, they're lovely people. So I was, like, I was like, mom and dad, you know, you guys do a lot for me. Can you do me one more favor? <laughs> um, it could be a huge opportunity yeah. for me, Dad. <laughs> so, oh, yeah. That was fucking great in front of me. <laughs> so we go, and, and they oh, and they fuck. do come, and they, you know they're awesome. So uh, Chandra and his brother are there, and we have a great time. But it was so funny to me uh, because you know, like. When you th like, if have you either either you bartended? Or, or, I once, once, yeah. 
Well, so at a country club, yeah. so it's not really a bar bar. Yeah. So it was kind of like so easy. I, yeah, I got I, beers I, for people basically. <laughs> no, ba- no, I had to make mixed drinks. Oh, yeah. a lot of mixed drinks. So I took the bar te- I, the bartending training, um, and they teach you. They're like, all right, you know, serve women first. You know, of course. Um, but so it's so funny because now I'm at a place where the bartender is serving me first and ignoring my mom. And like, you know, oh. he's like, so he'd come up to me. He's like, you want another one, honey? And he's like rubbing my shoulder. And I'm like, hell yeah, I do. <laughs> you know, this is free, right? <laughs> so um, it's so- funny. I thought I thought you were getting at like. The, the Indian culture with the with the women. Oh like, no no that's no! That's what I no, you're getting no, at, no, and then no. I was like, oh, not 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 in this particular. <laughs> no, not that club. Yeah, that club. So um, so we're talking, and you know, now we're we're trying to iron out the details if we end up doing this documentary. And so you know, I was like, okay, so but where are we gonna shoot this? You know, where like do we have a venue? You know, what's what's the plan? And so you know, we kind of go back and forth, and then I say, well. Here's an idea. I knew what I was, what I wanted out of the meeting. I wanted a show at, at Chandra's place, and so I was like, you know, um, why don't we just start having the show here, build up a reputation, and then we can just literally film it right here. You know, great idea. So, long story short, that show will have its two-year anniversary in September. Nice, um, nice. Yeah, so it's it's a fun show for me because. As a straight guy, like I perform and I book all LGBTQ comics. Yeah. Um, and there's just such a very different energy on that show than any other show I've ever done. And right. like the the people are just so accepting and so energetic mm-hmm. when we're there. So it's I have a blast every time I do it. So so that's your niche. So you when you produce a show, it's L- LGBTQ uh, j- at this venue. Yeah, uh, that venue. Yeah, like okay. that's not like that all he yeah. does. I, mean, I was I, like no, I was like that's one yeah. hell of a fucking niche. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> you know how many gay bars there are i mean there's, there's tons yeah you know and, yeah well and i've been to countless <laughs> i can't say i haven't been to one i have yeah you know like there's one in i went to one in ohio with jen and one of her friends well serena dragged me to feathers in uh oh feathers yeah Hack- yeah, 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 yeah yeah i went to celebrities in columbus i think it was i can't okay. remember where the hell it was but that's that's one hell of a niche, yeah. you know, if you really think about it. That's... Yeah, um, so that is the, the show that I'm consistently doing now, uh, once a month. Um, but I'm, I'm also producing a bunch of fundraisers. I have actually two two coming up um, very soon, um, helping produce the Nutley, Funra- uh, Nutley Fire Firehouse Comedy Night. That's April 6th, uh, and then we are doing one for the Lyndhurst Teachers. Uh, we're doing it for... Sorry, not the teachers. Class of 2019 okay. um, for project graduation. Oh, nice. Um, so that'll be April 20th, Saturday before Easter. Um, yeah. And oh, it's a fundraiser for uh, project graduation. Not, yeah. Not for yeah, the yeah, actual yeah. event. So now when you do a fundraiser, do the comedians get paid? or Yeah. So, like, like... Yeah, so I I mean, that's... I, I, I firmly believe, and this is more of a bigger comment than it is about fundraisers but like you know comic comics are fucked all the time because we're asked to do bar shows yeah where they're, where they're like all right you know hey we're gonna pay you in pizza and stuff like that it's like yeah hey you, you know that's that. cool like uh, listen i i love performing but at the same time you know that doesn't pay rent and these people and a lot of people again i have a full-time job so it doesn't yeah. hurt me but i know a lot of people that are trying to make this your full-time job and like you can't fucking make it yeah a full-time job when you're getting paid in pizza you know so like that part sucks, but See, no. See, now that's another niche, doing the fundraisers for the schools. Oh, and yeah, absolutely. I, I actually went 
to a fundraiser, a, a comedy night fundraiser yeah. for you know lo- for a baseball team, a yeah. local uh, or for Carney Carney High uh, yeah. baseball years ago, and I had a great time. Yeah, you know, and and just thinking that that's one hell of a you know that's another yeah. niche that where yeah I did a fundraiser um, for in Union uh, two years ago. And so we're, we're literally right before the show. The coach comes up to the, the producer and myself. I wasn't producing this one. And so we're like, uh, hey, you know, we're looking around. The team is right here. Like, wh- what are we supposed to do? Like, do you want us to go like PG? And, and nah, man, fuck it. He's like, <laughs> he's like, he's like, nah, man. You know, he's like, I want you to be like Louis C.K. up there. This was again before all oh this shit God. happened. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like, I, I call these kids pussies every yeah, day. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> these are the biggest group of pussy baseball players. Yeah, yeah. Toughen them up. Yeah. So I remember I I go up and I do my set and I was like, fucking guy told me to do do yep. it, so I'm not changing. You know, if he wanted me, I would I would have respected <laughs> that. But he told me just fucking do my thing, so I did. So I was I told one joke and I can't remember what what my punchline was, but like the kids started cracking up and I was like, you guys don't even know what the hell that word means. (laughs) I was like, you're only laughing because you think I'm saying boobies. And they're like, yeah, boobies. (laughs) And the the kids erupted and like the producer came out. He's like, he's like, I can't believe you said that. I was like, did they laugh? He's like, yeah, they did. That's good. And they probably will remember that. Because you know what? That was their first comedy show. And they'll always, always remember, remember that, that yeah. first comedy yep. show, yeah, which is fucking yeah. huge. The guy that looks like John Malkovich told us about boobies. Yeah, <laughs> that's what they'll remember. Now, you, you just said it. And this is one of the questions I wanted to ask you. Is that has has the um, have you experienced that the um, the pay for mm-hmm. for comedians is, has it gotten better? Is it the same? Has it gotten shittier? Like, does it go up and down? Like, what what is yeah, I mean, because that's one of the things I, that I've always heard is that it, you know the pay is is shit. Like you, you know, you yeah. work these crazy hours and you get like you know for nothing. Yeah, you know, um, for the clubs, yeah, it's it's a lot of work for not as good pay. But you know, when you're talking fundraisers, that's a that's a it's it's a nice payment for what you do. I mean, you're not you're not gonna again, you're not gonna retire and, and buy a house with it. But yeah. you know. Um, Again, for me, like I said, this is a, a part-time thing, so it's it's great for me. I, I I and I and I work to make sure the comics that I book on my fundraisers are getting a good pay as well. But you know, it's I'm trying to think how best to compare it because I mean, again, like you know, you talk about you're hiring a, a guy who's playing the acoustic guitar, but he's playing for like three hours and he's gonna make, you know, maybe three hundred bucks that night, mm-hmm. May, maybe you know, depending on the Irish bar. Um, stand up, you know, you, you can, you can do a set for 10 minutes, you know? So it's just a matter of, excuse me, you know, what's the com- commute like? Are you coming from New York city? Are you, are you a local comic? You know, what are your credits? You know, are you a draw? If you're a big draw and you're going to be bringing in usually 10 to 15 people because of your name alone, then you're probably going to get paid a lot more than, Hey, I'm just a local comic. I'm doing this, you know, because it's a fundraiser, but mm-hmm. uh, you know, I'll make you laugh, you know? But. But like, let's let's say you did a bar, like some a bar was having a comedy night or whatever, yeah. and and they had you on. They're like, all right, let's you know do ten minutes, do fifteen minutes. Yeah. How much? How much would you would or what's like the average that you would get for that? Well, I think the New York Comedy Club average, I think, is twenty bucks per set. 
if you're doing like a guests a guest spot, you know, yeah. or like a ten to fifteen minute set, you know, I remember reading that a while ago um, about Sarah Silverman. Um, there was a big scandal because she felt she wasn't getting paid the same as other comics, um, specifically men, but it mm-hmm. was the the New York rate. So I think again, um, and that's also why you'll see a comic who who's doing like a ten minute, maybe fifteen minute set. They're hitting like six clubs in a night. Yeah, so uh, there was an article that came out a couple years ago. I believe it was in the New York Post where it talked about the standard pay for a comedy club if you're doing like a 10-minute set. Uh, it's usually about 20, 20 to 40 bucks, something in those in those lines. Uh, but so that's why New York Comics, they'll hit like five shows in a night, whether it's at one comedy club or whether it's at multiple ones in the city. Because mm-hmm. then they start putting that together. That, that makes, you know. Yeah, exactly. You know, and, <laughs> and for them also, too, it's more exposure, you know, more chances to be seen by someone in the audience who's a producer and like, wow, that's the, that's the next star right there, you know? Yeah. Um, but so that's that's definitely the, the part of the hustle for that in terms of pay. Um, in Jersey, it's a little bit more spread out. Um, obviously, again, the shows aren't as condensed. You know, you don't have where, like in New York City, you have uh, several comedy clubs literally almost in a three-block radius. In Jersey, you know, you're talking about maybe every 15 15 minutes away from each other yeah. um you know someone someone's hosting a show in the bar uh, in, in the back room things like that so you know the opportunity isn't as uh as plenty but the cool thing about jersey is you got a lot more opportunity to do more time um okay. so you'll get to do longer sets so you can develop a little bit quicker so what was what's the average set time in uh, new york city Usually, um, like if you're talking about the alt scenes and like the bar shows, you yeah, have, yeah, like the under, yeah, yeah, like you're usually the... talking like five to eight minute sets. Okay, yeah, and you get forty bucks for that. Um, for those alt alt shows on the bars, probably not. Um, usually, okay, and usually again, that's hey, we're doing this. It's a free show. Here's a couple drinks. You know, yeah, we'll, we'll right. throw your way. Um, yeah, but like if you're talking like the clubs, the the club you're talking like ten minutes, and that's where you're getting like the twenty to forty bucks. All right. Yeah, uh, and then in Jersey, you know, like the average bar show, um, you're talking at least ten minutes, ten okay. to fifteen minutes. So. Yeah, it's funny because I I look on um because I have a DJ business. Oh, cool. And so I look every once in a while. I look on Craigslist for for jobs. Yeah. And sometimes I find a job that I'm like, oh, this is awesome. It's a it's karaoke. It's a it's a it's a good night like yeah. during the week it's so it's not going to inter- interrupt like you know the the big jobs i get on the weekends yeah. and then and then i look at the pay and it's like uh you know uh, bar tab you know yeah, i'm like yeah, right, i'm, like, I'm not tab. fucking yeah. doing that all night for for nothing yeah for, and, and i don't drink yeah <laughs> so yeah i'm like that's that's that doesn't work for me yeah now if i dj yeah, I'd now, make now you go, would be, I, I would make <laughs> him go bro just be the alcohol <laughs> 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 yeah yeah, I work for booze. Yeah. Spin the records for booze. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Request you'd be like, just fucking put it on yourself. I don't care. I'm just DJ Booze Hound. Yeah. <laughs> I'm here to drink for free. Yeah. <laughs> um. Now, do you, do you have do you have a lot of friends in the in the business? You know, other other comedian friends. Yeah. Yeah. Um. I've met some really awesome people throughout comedy. Again, I've also met some really shitty people throughout well, comedy. You that's know, a, and, that was one of the things I'm getting at is that you know I, you know, I've always heard how, um, you know, cutthroat it is yeah. backstage. You know where where like people don't you know like people aren't really looking out for you and, yeah. and they they try to fuck fuck with you, get in your head and and all that shit before you go out there and you know. Um, 
you know, they're not supportive. Yeah, and I've definitely come across that, you know. And so again, I was talking to John earlier um, before we started about this, and you know, I I've just always been an op- uh, a believer of you know create your own opportunities. So I've uh, I started like I said I've been doing stand-up for over seven years. I started producing my own show <laughs> after my first year. Was, I shouldn't have been, you know, I didn't know anything, but at the same time, it's just like, hey, you know, I'm seeing what, what people that are producing shows are doing. I'm seeing what they're doing right and what they're doing wrong. So I think I could do a pretty good job at this. So I started. Um, and so, yeah, you know, it's funny. You'd have people that you thought were your friends and, you know, they'd, they'd be like, hey, man, I got this big opportunity coming up. You know, you mind if I do do your spot? And you, oh, yeah, yeah, go for it, you know? Yeah, you, we're buddies, you know? And then uh, when the tables have turned and you're like, hey, man, you mind if I get on your show? Nah, I'm sorry. You know, like I can't. You know, I got this other co-producer that I only get to book three comics and then they have to book three. And, I, you know, and you're just like, wow, all right. You know, so you start you start seeing that. And, you know, unfortunately, there there have been times where people have just viewed me more as the producer. You know, they don't they're not like, oh, yeah, Cedric, you know, let's put him on. They're like, oh, yo, you got to do Cedric's show, man. He, he, he puts on great shows and it's like well I'm a comic first you know yeah. I like the producing but I'm doing this because I am performing yeah these, you know <laughs> I'm producing myself yeah exactly so <laughs> yeah so you know yeah um but you know again just like everything good and good and bad people um but I I am a firm believer uh believer in karma so even though I've had some experiences where you know I started seeing that people were just using me and, and things like that I also I'm not going to change who I am because of that, you know, so I will still firmly help people out when I can, um, whether they help me out back, it's not really my concern anymore, you know, like, I can't control that. Yeah. Now, do you see it coming, or is it kind of like, 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 if you first meet somebody, do you see what their intentions oh, are? Oh, 100%. You, you could see it, right? You could see you, right through them, right? You see, you see it very early, because, um, you know, there's a difference between trying to get to know someone versus trying to get stage time. And, um, you know, when you're trying to get to know someone, you're just like, oh, so, you know, how long you been doing this? Oh, where do you usually get up? Versus when you are trying to get stage time, you're like, oh, yeah, I hear you put, put on a show in Hoboken. Oh, I hear it's a great show. You know, that's when you're starting to see that they're trying to angle for the, for you to be like, yeah, man, I'll put you on sometime. That's mm-hmm. that's 100% what they're doing. Right. Um, so, yeah, like you could see it very telltale at this point. And, again, I've also had it happen so many times to me. Um, yeah. You know, um, and it's, it's unfortunate because – you know, I, I'm also honest too. So there have been times when I've wanted to get on a show, but I'd be like, Hey man, I see you produce a show or Hey, you know, I see you produce a show. I'd love to get on your show. Why don't we trade shows? Yeah. You come on my show. I'll put yeah. you on, you know, uh, you know, I'll go on your show. Um, you know, I think that's a little bit more equitable. It's a little bit more honest. And also, you know, it's a great way just to expand your network. Yeah. You know, this may be someone that I had never seen, um, and I'll be like, oh, yeah, come do my show. And now you did it. And I'm like, wow, you're funny. So I'll, let, let's keep doing this. I'll book you again. Yeah. Um, but that, I'm not saying that nobody thinks like that. I just know that that's how I think. And a lot of times people are just like, nah, I'm only booking my friends. So, yeah, you know, yeah. you'll see you'll see some lineups where it's like the same six comics in cycle. You know, one person's the host this time, one person's the headliner this time. Yeah. And, hey, you know, get on you, mate. You do what you want to do. But I firmly believe that. Bring in as much variety for the audience as well. Yeah. Because if you want people to come regular, it's only going to make regular, you better. It's only well, going to make like, you and your show better. Yeah, well, yeah exactly. well, it's not just the show. It's the whole word of mouth thing. It's yeah. like, you know, you bring one new person in. They bring 20 people Absolutely. with them. And that 20 people watch you. Yeah. And then once again, that's how things grow. Yeah. yeah. You know? And and all right. So I was I was thinking about this as you were, as you were describing everything. Now, 
do a lot of comedians that maybe you deal with or you've seen or have been a so have other jobs like real like like prof, like you know like yeah. professional jobs because like you know a, a lot of the, you know a lot of times you start at the mm-hmm. that the lower yeah. you know comedy clubs and everything and you eventually build your way up now would you say the better people to work with are the ones that have other jobs or like you know real paying jobs and do it on the side and yeah. hoping that one day maybe something hits or so would you say they're better to work with than actual people that have no job and are just comedians and it, are struggling and yeah. like like the, like like you said they're they're yeah clawing at you know for their life in uh in different ways yes and no um one thing that I'll say is the people that do do have nine to fives and also do comedy or come from a background with a nine to five yeah they're gonna be a bit more professional to work with mm-hmm. you know. Hey, this time's the show. I need you to be at the show half hour beforehand. They're there. Hey, you're you're doing ten minutes. I'm gonna let you at eight. They're they see the light. You know, they're gonna they're gonna be they're gonna understand. They treat it as a job. Right. Um, you know, whereas sometimes a comic that's just, you know, as you said, kind of just hanging on. You know, not really sure where their place in the world is. You know, they may be the ones that are just fucking getting annihilated drunk before the show. Um, they go up, then they rip on the venue, which is always a huge no-no. Yeah. Like, there's a difference between playfully joking about something on the wall versus, hey, the food here sucks. Who the fuck would ever eat this? Meanwhile, that's how we get our money. <laughs> yeah. Why that's, would you do that? Like, yeah, why would you shit where you eat? Exactly. Like, it's fucking ridiculous. Yeah. But it's, you know, it's that... But you see that those people don't last or they keep lingering around? Um, like, how, it, like yeah. how do they keep getting stage time or how do they keep, like... You know, eventually, eventually, a lot of those people they will burn enough bridges that they they kind of either course correct and they're like, all right, you know, I gotta fucking stop this, I gotta change something, or they just kind of fade away. Um, What's well, common sense though? You like, would, but you would think, but you can't shit uh, yeah. on clubs that yeah. you're. <laughs> I mean, it's fuck. Yeah. It's, that's that's insane. Yeah, um, but there's also there's also something to be said that someone who is so devoted to the profession and the art that, you know, they're going to just put everything into all aspects where the joke writing, they're constantly writing. They're constantly trying new styles, new stuff that they're so committed because this has to work for them Mm -hmm. that you're going to see that they'll also, they'll go from someone who has no, they'll have no time whatsoever to having 20 solid minutes in maybe six months where maybe someone else, it's going to take them a lot longer. So, um, you know, benefits to both. The one thing that I tend to notice, and again, this is just my personal opinion, the people that do work a full-time job will have a little bit more life experience to draw from, and their jokes will be a little, they'll, they'll kind of big, be bigger aimed, you know, like versus someone who maybe is just focusing on comedy. And I'm not saying that they've, they haven't earned their due. That's not what I mean. Like the comics that have been doing it for a while and now are focusing full-time on comedy, that's different, you know. I'm yeah, talking yeah, about yeah. the people that are just starting out and like, oh, I just want to be a comedian, so maybe I'll work at this one bar, you know, on a weekend shift just to do enough. Like that's not; those are the type of people I'm talking about right now. Yeah. Um, you know, they're they're gonna take some aim at maybe, hey, I just hooked up with this girl last night, and you know, blah blah blah. That's gonna be their their bread and butter for a while. Versus the nine to fivers are gonna be like, you know, hey, women are still getting paid, you know, ninety ninety eight cents compared to a a dollar for men. And you know those, are, so you're gonna see the bigger aims of the jokes. 
Right, yeah, they're they're more well put together, and yeah, yeah they have more, like you said, more life experience, yeah. and you know all that, all you know that, yeah, yeah, and, and it's weird because you know, I don't want to say comedians aren't educated, but you yeah. always think that you know some of them probably weren't, you know, like that that's all they ever did, and that's yeah. all they ever, you know, you know, like just here, who who's Who's the wrestler that was like a school teacher and it like blew George me. Animal Steel? George Animal oh, Steel. Yeah. He was, and I was like, he was a fucking school yeah. teacher. Yeah, yeah. I was like, get the fuck yeah. out! And it blew my mind. A, I think he was a same thing. He was, a co- I think he was a college professor. Yeah. Well, that was the, that's, that's the same. That's the crazy thing because I had that misconception when I first started comedy too. Like I was like, oh, these people are gonna be fucking dumb. And like you start listening to them and like you're just like, oh shit! A lot of these people are coming from these amazing backgrounds. You know, there's, I mean, Greg Giraldo was a lawyer. Um, graduated from Harvard, like you know, like all these people, you you're, you do you do tend to see actually a lot of former professionals, specifically lawyers, go to comedy, and it actually makes a ton of sense to me oh, yeah. because it's all it's all logic structured. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. You're you're, le- you're learning how to argue, but with comedy, the point is to argue for a joke versus you know when you're argue a lawyer. for a point. Yeah, you know. So to me, that that's a very natural progression, and also teachers. Like I, I, I was a teacher. I have a friend who's a teacher, um, and she's she's doing stand up. She's very good at it, um, because again, like I said before, that entertainment aspect. You know, you do have to learn how to control a room. Well, yeah, you have to you entertain know? your class. Yep. And you have to basically put on a show every day. Exactly. And 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 the better teachers are the ones that could do that. Yep. And, you know, not be a, you know, cause there's always like a fear factor when talking in front yeah, of people, 100%. but you know, it seems like teachers are kind of like the ones that don't have that. You yeah. know, they're, they're always doing it yeah. and they don't even think about doing it. Yeah. So yeah, that makes, that makes, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. All right. Um, well, I know you got to get out of here. So, yeah. <laughs> how long could, we, we could wrap well, this up? It's almost an hour and a half. All right, that's not bad. Yeah, that's, so, that was yeah. good. Um, Hopefully, you guys enjoyed it enough so that you get them to have more guests. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I, this wasn't, I don't want to be the determinant of this. Uh... Let's uh, have a nice round of applause for our last yes. guest. <laughs> no, no. I, I, I got to thank my agent, and my dad. <laughs> this was the huge opportunity that I've been waiting for. So, so um, just. Plug, plug some, some Got anything coming up or? Be... Yeah, so uh, I have a bunch of shows coming up. This, uh, sorry, March 23rd, I'll be in Cranberry at the Station Bar at 8 o'clock. Uh, March 24th, I'll be at Jim Dandy's in Rutherford oh, at 8 o'clock. Uh, April 6th, I'll be doing the Nutley Fire Department Comedy Night fundraiser. Uh, and then another big fundraiser will be, again, April 20th. For the graduating class of 2019 for Lenners High School here in Lenners, New Jersey, and I'm I'm super excited about that. Uh, the Nutley one and the Lenners ones are ones that I'm also producing under the, my my uh, banner, Wow Comedy. So I'm excited for all the shows, but you know those two specifically, the Lenners and the Nutley ones are ones that I'm proud of that I can bring my talent and you know help help raise money for good causes. Uh, you, you said you're doing the one in um, the. Jim Dandy's in Rutherford. Yeah. Do you do you know John Gracci? Uh, I do not. Because oh, he used to he used to own the one in uh, he's owned the one in Nutley. What? Okay. At Jim Dandy's. Jim Dandy's. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Yeah. So the producer but of now that he's, now he's not doing it. Yeah. Anymore. The one in uh, Rutherford. The producer, his name is Ed Ruffalo, and he's a comic also from Lynnhurst. Um, so he's now turned the back room into a comedy club on weekends. Nice. I think specifically Saturday nights. So. 
I'm excited to do that. You know, another wow. local boy. So nice. They got they got to put that out there. I didn't, I didn't know they even yeah. did that. They just started it, I believe, in end of February, if not first weekend of March. So it's, oh it's wow, still oh, so it's new. Still oh, very, right. still very oh, you, relatively you, new. You heard it first here, yeah, folks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Breaking news. Breaking news. <laughs> they broke a story, folks. Come on. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> Send the <a> check. Yeah. <laughs> Let's see how much. How much are we up to? How here? <laughs> He's like. <laughs> we we have a sponsor. We like to check out which one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> hold on, hold on. Wait, hold on. Grand total. Oh, and the, and the, oh, the big board, sixteen dollars and eighty nine cents. Wow. Was it a twenty? How did we lose money? No, we didn't. It was never twenty. Oh, was it? No. All right, so we got sixteen dollars <laughs> in sponsor. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the, the sponsors are like every thousand listens, you get, you know, like twenty bucks or whatever. Yeah. Oh no, that, that's what it is. You you thought it was twenty bucks? It's twenty bucks. Oh, 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 yeah, 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 you're, per, right, you're right, you're right. Per thousand listens. Gotcha. So, so, so since we don't have thousand yeah. listens. So, so we just wasted an hour and a half for your time. <laughs> I'll, I'll be sure to talk to my agent about this. But, uh, you know, get he's like, going to hear it. We get like three cents on the dollars. Funny. <laughs> All right, so ladies and gentlemen, oh, um, this has been uh, John and Kevin's Big Super Podcast with Alex Cedric. Um, uh, we got plugs, right? We got plugs? Do we? Yeah. Well, <laughs> so, uh... Plug. Uh, You're the plug guy. Uh, I'm the plug guy? What the fuck do I have? I, I don't know. I don't you're know the if, one that does it all the time. Your, 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 your wife has the, uh... Nah. No, we're... Fuck, fuck that. <laughs> nah. Nah. All right, so, uh, Party Boss Entertainment, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, Party Boss Entertainment. Uh, we do weddings, birthdays, bar mitzvahs, all kinds of crazy shit like that. We do bar gigs. We do uh, karaoke night uh, every Wednesday at 426 Kearney Avenue in Kearney, New Jersey. That is Riley's Bar and Grill. We do karaoke every Wednesday starting at 8 p.m. going all the way until midnight. Now we are also in Kearney on uh, 188 Midland Avenue, which used to be the old Tourmalinos, is now Jimmy's. And every other Friday, we do that. So I'm going to be up there this coming Friday, which this coming Friday is the 22nd, because the 23rd is my birthday, and I'm Ooh, the Big, big boy. So uh, 22nd, uh, so every other Friday. So this 22nd, so then not the following week after that, but whatever, we'll be there back in April. Uh, but we're trying to make it every Friday. So we got to pack that place in. That's gonna be uh, that's gonna be from th this week. It's gonna be eight o'clock until midnight, but um, we might be changing that start start time to nine o'clock. Uh, so if you want to find out about Party Boss, go to Party Boss uh, NJ at uh, Facebook and Instagram. Um, and if you want to, you know, if you see the pictures on Facebook, Instagram, you, you like what you see, then uh, you can send us an email. At partybossnj at gmail.com, and I'll get back to you as quickly as I can so we can uh, we can set up for your party. Like I said, birthdays, weddings, bar mitzvahs, retirement parties, you know, kids' parties, holiday parties, all that kind of stuff. Uh, also, this is John and Kevin's Big Super Podcast. We are in the Dad Pod Network umbrella. Um, we're trying to get that off the ground right now. It's, it's, uh, it's we're working a, on it, we're slow going, we're but it's, it's going to happen. Um, so we've got, um, the talking dads podcast, uh, for, for dads talking about, you know, all different aspects of dadhood, you know, the brand new dad, you got the dad been there for a while. Dad's got older kids. All right. Dad only has one kid. 
right? So, um, so you got that. So look for them. They are they're on uh, they're on iTunes. They are on um, a bunch of different platforms too. I'm, I don't have it in front of me. Don't what, just what they are, them. but you just Google them. <laughs> All right, um, you've got uh, so that's that's the uh, dad talking dad's talking podcast, dads. and then we have the other show that's coming we just haven't uh, we haven't named we it haven't, yet haven't released it yet we did one show and wound up uh we use somebody else's name so we'll figure that out so we'll yeah there. once so that so be, be on the lookout for that so that's going to be under the dad pod network as well and um the another show that might be in the in the umbrella in the future all right are they not there yet they're not there yet why not I don't know. They, they, they gotta get their they, shit together. They're just uh, they're just taking their time. They're holding out. They're uh, Tune Styles podcast, Tune ladies Tune and gentlemen. Styles. Tune Styles. They are Brian and Jay and Brian, and uh, they talk about all things all things music. Um, they they really know their shit when it comes to music. Uh, as a matter of fact, they just dropped a new one. It's a uh, Power, Power Ballads. I can't wait to listen to that one. Power. I haven't gotten to it yet, but it's uh, it's brand new. Yeah, I haven't got I haven't got there yet. Either, but so. it's. It's gonna be fun. It's gonna be yeah. Fun. It's gonna be good. They we just did their uh, they just did their uh, soundtrack ack, 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 ack oh, episode. Yep. <laughs> so uh, yeah, so that's uh, Tune Styles again. They're they're on. Um, I'm pretty sure they're on iTunes. They're on fucking everything. They're on everything just too. Shit. All right, uh, Podbean. They're they're everywhere. Uh, so just yeah, tune into them because they're they're really funny. They're really cool. They're really cool. Me and Brian uh, go way back. Way yeah. back. So, uh, and you have listened, you have been listening to John and Kevin's Big Stupid Podcast. All right, we are on Instagram, we are on Twitter, we are on Facebook. All right, it is Big Stupid Podcast on Facebook and on Instagram, but on Twitter, it is Big Stupid Podcast with no I in stupid. And if you want to get a hold of us, you want to tell us how great we are, if you want to tell us we suck, whatever, send us an email at bigstupidpodcast at gmail.com and we, we will read your letters on air. We'll talk, you know, we'll talk about what you guys want to talk about. We've done episodes where people write in, hey, you guys should talk about this and then we go and do it and it's one of our most successful episodes. Yeah, it really is. Yeah. So let us know. So let, let us, us know, know what guys. you we, want. We want this to be, you know, This is your show. This is this. not our show. This is you know, your show. And like I said, you know, our tens of listeners out there, we appreciate that you listen. You got to tell, you got to tell your friends about it. Tell everybody else and, and interact with us. Send us, send, you know, send us uh, emails, uh, uh, leave us messages on, uh, on Facebook, on Instagram, right? Shout us out on Twitter. Uh, and again, we'll, we'll, uh, inst- we'll incorporate it into the show and we'll give you shout outs on the show. So uh, if you do that. That's going to be awesome. So, yeah, yeah that's going to do it for us. Once again, we have uh, Alex Cedric. Yes. All right. We wish great you job. The best. Awesome guest. Okay. We would love to have you on again in the future. So, you know, John, you got anything else you want to say? Have fun, everybody. Have fun. <laughs>